Hey, what's going on? So uh, from what I have been told, Kwame Brown sent me some mama's cooking. Uh, I don't know much about Kwame Brown, uh, but uh, I have heard from you guys in terms of what you heard Kwame say in response to a video I did earlier today. So I thought it would be fun to kind of jump back in and uh, break this down. I enjoy breaking things down. So I'm going to tell you uh, my perspective on Kwame Brown and his mama's cooking and, uh, and, and, and why I think this is much ado about nothing. So buckle up, seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. You guys know uh, we like to break down uh, what's going on in our community, and uh, we also put our community first. Uh, if you believe that black people should come first, uh, if you believe that we can solve our own problems, if you believe that our community should be our top priority, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat. Hashtag B1, that's our calling card. That's what we believe in. That's what we've been talking about for many, many years. And we will continue to talk about that because I believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to. So uh, today uh, when I was out, uh, I was really busy today. Me and um, Alicia bought a new car today, actually. And uh, I was sitting around and I said, hey, you know, let me uh, talk about Kwame Brown a little bit. Uh, I wanted to address something with Kwame in terms of breaking down what's been going on. You know, Kwame's a smart guy. Uh, He's got a lot to say. He's got his own voice. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I respect it. And I, I just, you know, honestly, I, I'm, I'm really thinking about a lot of other things, but I, but it's entertaining, right? I think it's very entertaining and it's very interesting to kind of watch how black people move, you know, the kind of things that we respond to. Uh, and, and I do believe that unfortunately, because many of us grew up in very toxic environments, we respond to like drama. Like we really like seeing black people like cutting each other's throats in public and and going back and forth and all that and i and and i think while we might on one hand for sure absolutely we can certainly say that what kwame brown has done is uh is righteous and good for the community you know in terms of him representing black people calling out the black elite talking about the same buffoons on tv that we've been talking about on this channel you know since since we started um i i think at the same time the, uh, you have to ask, why are people watching? And different people are watching for different reasons. Uh, he's not the first person to say these things. If you've seen me and Dr. Claude Anderson on here every single week for damn near five years, uh, Dr. Anderson, you know, has always talked about some of the failings of the black elite, uh, bad black leadership, black folks just not doing what they're supposed to do. Now, uh, one of the things I want to mention is, uh, so I did the video today. And I'll just give you everything from my perspective. You know, um, uh, I, I just so you know, you, you know, if, you, if, you, if anybody makes nasty comments, I, I know this is a controversial topic. Uh, you're probably better off to just, you know, go to another channel because your comments aren't really being read here. You know, I'm not I'm not I don't hate you. 
but you know, I kind of like to talk to people that actually have some sense. And there's a lot of black people ain't got no goddamn sense. So I don't talk to people like that, honestly, because it's just like, you know, like that slave training, that slave talk. We don't do slave talk over here. We try to be better. And uh, one of the things that uh, that the, one of the things that drove me to make my video earlier was that, you know, I really felt that Kwame's channel was in danger. And I, I shared that perspective because I was, you know, I was observing this. Right. And I was also thinking about how this is going to play out. Now, uh, did I say these things because I was just doing it as a favor to Kwame? Partly, but it was more so just me sharing out loud. I care more about you than I care about Kwame or Steve Jackson or Charlemagne the God or any of these characters, any of these suspects in this whole drama. I care more about the community than I care about any sort of individual person, right? I'm not into hero worship, right? So uh, while I admire Kwame and the good things he does, I don't really put people on a pedestal that way, including myself. I don't think I should be put on the pedestal. I think that, you know, black folks, we tend to kind of um, really historically, we tend to embrace anything that comes off as any form of what could be perceived as narcissistic demagoguery. Like, like I'm the best. Look at me. This is what I did. This is how great I am. Look at how special I am. Like when Umar Johnson is running around saying, I'm the most highly sought after scholar. I'm King Kong consciousness. I'm the greatest. I'm the most amazing. Like people like that. Right. And I, and, and, and I, I personally think that it should be about the we and not the I, I really believe that. Um, and so I care more about the community than I really care about following any one person. Uh, the, oh, the closest person to that in terms of uh, people I admire, the most person I admire the most is probably Dr. Claude Anderson, who's like a father to me. And, uh, and that, you know, just because of what he's done for the world, but even he's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. So with that said though, um, you know, I, I, I made the comment partly, uh, you know, in support of the brother, you know, because I, I because I agree with him. That's really it. It wasn't because I like him or know him. I didn't know him. I, I only knew about him as an NBA player and I'm not an NBA player. I'm not seven feet tall. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who, who looked good. I would call Well, wait, I do got a girl who looks good. Okay, so let me back that part out. But, uh, but yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, when I first met Alicia, I remember a lot of basketball players, you know, big, tall guys would try to talk to her or whatever. And I, that kind of, you know, when you're black and you're just, you know, a guy who's in the books all the time, you know, you get passed up by a lot of girls who want to chase after the ballers, who want to be with a thug and all this other stuff. So I was lucky, though. I was lucky. She was a smart black woman who had a great father who was a professor just like me. So she didn't want to be with the ballers. She didn't want to be with the thugs. She wanted to be with an intelligent black man. And uh, and I think that that's important because I think media misguides our people. It, it misguides a lot of our women to the point where you end up chasing after guys because they can dribble a basketball or because they can rap or because they, you know, look like they might kill somebody. And those are not the men that are going to typically going to be good for you, right? The good men in the community are the men who are, you know, have their face in the book, the men who are investing their money, the men who are trying to do better with their lives, the men who are going to come through for your kids, the men who do take care of their families. Like those are the real men, you know, like not these motherfuckers on TV. Like some of these guys on TV, are losers, like absolute fucking losers. I mean, if you look at their lives, the quality of life is like very low for a lot of these people. You know, getting high and drunk all the time, wasting all your money, ain't, they, ain't taking care of your kids, got babies, mama splattered all over the country. Like that type of mis, misalignment or misinformation about the black male is the number one factor destroying your community. It's got your black men worshiping the worst kinds of behavior. Now, I don't put Kwame in that category. Uh, where I knew Kwame and I had something in common is he did say something. I saw one of his videos. I can't watch them all because honestly, I got too much stuff to do. But I did see where he did say something like, that's why I don't go outside because 
because y'all, your, your behavior is ridiculous. You know, like going to the strip club, throwing your money away and all that. And I said, okay, I, I think I get what this guy's saying, you know? And, and so anyway, um, I, but I didn't make my statement. I can't, I'd be lying if I said I made the statement just because I'm thinking about Kwame Brown, because he, he's not a hero to me. And just like, I should not be a hero to you. None of us are heroes. None of us are heroes. The community is what matters. Not your, not who, you know, if you get on the internet and you're worshiping people, I encourage you to stop doing that. Stop doing that shit. Where, you know, look up to yourself. You know, you're the head of your, your household. Like, you're the father of that household. Honor yourself. Honor your children. Like, pay attention to that. Like, stop thinking that somebody on a YouTube channel or somebody on a TV show is more important than you. Like, that's that's flawed thinking, right? So, um, anyway, but I can say, though, that because I'm a little older than Kwame, um, I, 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 did, I do want to see his channel survive, right? So I did mention that, I, you know, when you, when you put, I know these YouTube algorithms really well. And the thing about it is that, you know, if you put the N-word in a title, like, you know, he did that with one of his titles. I said, man, you know, I don't think you should do that because that's going to, they're going to take your channel down. And, uh, and, and from what I understand, the next thing I know after I did the video, I saw something like where he, where the title was like, really, doctor? And I was, and I saw the title. I did not even click on the video because I was busy doing stuff with Alicia. And I said, "Whoa, was he talking about me?" And I didn't really pay attention. I just kind of left and did something else. And then I started. I got a couple messages where people said, "Oh, he's giving you that mama's cooking." I said, "Oh shit, oh, I'm getting mama's cooking now." I wonder what he's saying. But truth is, like, I don't watch videos like that. Just so you know, like, so if you do videos about me, just know I probably won't watch them. And it's largely because my goal as a man is to always arise above the irrational emotionality that keeps black people oppressed. Like, like a lot of times the things that when you take in, when you internalize, and I didn't know what Kwame was going to say. I didn't know if he was going to say something good or something bad uh, for what people have told me. The video wasn't terrible. He wasn't completely harsh. Uh, and that's fine. You know, but even if he had been just know, I, I would probably have never seen the video because one of the things that I've noticed is that when you get caught up in that stuff, like when you get caught up in that social media energy, it will zap you. Like it'll piss you off. You'll be running around here mad over some shit that really don't matter. Like who cares what somebody said about you on a YouTube video, right? Like, so, so sometimes I'll reference it, you know, because I think, oh, you know, we can make a good point off this. Like, so for example, when I get married to Alicia, I saw that there was one guy, a guy whose channel I actually supported who said I was simping and I didn't understand it. I was like, well, why am I simping? Because I publicly expressed my admiration for a black woman. Like, do you hate your mama and you hate black women that much that you think that a black man who loves a black woman is a simp or because I, I honored this woman that makes me a simp. So that was like, to me, that was something to talk about because I was explaining to you guys that your community can never prosper. If your men hate your women, you know, if your men hate your women and consider the children to be a burden, because I can't run around and sling my penis into any woman that walks by because I got to deal with the responsibility of raising kids or I'm not going to, I, I, you know, I don't care nothing about nobody, somebody else's kids. I care about my own, but nobody else's kids. Well, people like that are not good for the village because y'all know that it takes a village to raise a child. So, um, so I brought up, so when people, you know, when I saw the video where the guy's like, was Dr. Boyce simping when he proposed to Dr. Alicia, um, you know, it, it, I, I wanted to talk about it because I felt like, that's a good teaching opportunity. It's a good teaching opportunity to explain why your community is losing. You're losing because your men are bitches. Like half your men, half your men, you know, have literally grown vaginas and have like have been taking hormone pills. Like a lot of your men don't even know the first thing about being a man. A lot of it's because they was never raised by men. 
like they never had a man raise them. And because one of the things that that you learn when you're raised by a strong man is you learn how to like not let your emotions drive, you know, what you do. You learn how to put it in its place, right? Like you learn not to, you know, watch a YouTube video or hear something that somebody said about you or some rumor somebody made up and get all whiny about it. Like, oh man, I can't believe you said that. Now I'm gonna say this about you, da da da. No, like that's not, you know, now you might deal with it in a certain way, but you don't, but, but all that stuff doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, what matters is how you feel about yourself, you know? And so, so what I would say to you is that, um, in general, uh, I, I, I'm a, I wanted to kind of talk about it just because, you know, I think some of you, again, I told you, I care more about what you guys think, meaning people that really ride with me, the people that don't ride with me, the people that are just here to make weird comments. I, you know, that, I, that, that's par for the course. That's fine. But uh, those that really are genuinely curious. I wanted to say, like some of you mentioned, you know, you should have said this to Kwame in private. That's one of the things Kwame said was that if you really wanted to help me, you would have called me privately and not said it publicly. Well, let me just say say this to you. I don't have that many friends. I don't fucking know Kwame Brown. I don't know. I don't know NBA players. I'm not I'm not a mainstream type of dude. Like I'm not a guy who has a bunch of friends in Hollywood. I have a few. You know, y'all know I know Willie D and I was hanging out with him in Scarface down in uh, Houston because Scarface worked with Willie and I know Willie. Um, Ice Cube, I worked with him. Ice Cube reached out to me. I did not reach out to Ice Cube. I do not go trying to find celebrities to hang out with. So I didn't even know, you know, how to call Quan. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I could have sent him an email or something, but I didn't have an email address. So, so I made the point on the YouTube channel, uh, partly to kind of uh, just speak on it, on the issue. Cause I just noticed it. And I like to share my, my thoughts cause I'm into critical thinking. But then second of all, I wanted to kind of just throw that warning out there. And I think he heard me. The reason I know that he heard me is because I noticed he changed the title. And I think that was smart. You know, instead of having, uh, I think he said something like, I see you in words talking. He changed the words to, I see you brothers talking. I said, good, there you go. Now you, 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 you've taken away one reason that they're going to have to try to take your channel down. Because when you're challenging the elite and believe me, I've been doing this for years. Like I've been, you know, really going at the elite for a long time, they'll find any excuse to silence you. Uh, they silenced Farrakhan. You know, Farrakhan hasn't done anything. They tried to label him as violent and this, that, and the other. They they silenced people like Dr. Claude Anderson because he's not down for the LGBT agenda and all that stuff. They silence anybody, anybody any black person who's not rolling with the Democratic Party. They silence all of them. And, and so, so, you know, the thing is, like what I would probably say if I was talking to him, he's welcome to reach out to me. I don't know exactly how we can connect, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how to find people that you're, if you know him and you put something in the comments, his phone number, his email, like, please feel free to share that. Like I'll, I'll send him a note if you want me to. Um, but, but you know, the, the thing about it is that, you know, I think at some point you got to decide, okay, who are my friends? Who are my enemies? Who are my allies? Do I have any allies, you know, uh, or is it just about me? You know, because I really think that when you're doing these things, I think that when you're fighting something, you got to be thoughtful about what you're fighting and why you have to pick your battles. Right. And and so if every single day you're 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 going after a new enemy, it makes me wonder who who are your friends? You know, who you you know, so so to specifically speak on the the Kwame thing, I saw he said something good about Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose seems like a pretty smart guy. I've always liked Jalen Rose, you know. Um, but, but I, I really haven't seen a lot in terms of who he actually rides with. 
right? And I think it's important to have your allies because believe me, you know, the elite are, they're very concerned. They're going to come after you. And, uh, and the other thing too, is like, for those of you that are really seeking to have an intelligent uh, discourse about this, I encourage you to look for the nuance, right? Like, you know, like, so for example, when I was younger, I was the guy who would see things in complete black and white. You know, I would say, oh, that guy's a cool, oh, that guy, he's my hero. And then I, what I realized is that a lot of times your heroes are not perfect. There are things your heroes do that you don't agree with. Like there are things that, uh, Malcolm X was one of my greatest heroes. Muhammad Ali was uh, right there with him. But when I look at their lives very carefully, I see things that they did in their lives that I would not have done myself. Mistakes that they made that I would I, I don't want to make. But then I also look at my enemies. I look at people that I don't like, that I don't agree with. And they're not always wrong. They're not always wrong. You know, like um, Stephen A. Smith. I've always I've criticized Stephen A a lot and I get a lot of the criticism that he gets and he deserves it. But Stephen A ain't always off. He's not always stupid. He's not always incorrect. And I so so I, I think that in general it, with this platform, when I say this is a platform for intelligent black people uh, and that's what I believe. And I believe in critical thinking. That's the only way you're going to defeat white supremacy. White supremacy was created through critical thinking. If you never engage in critical thinking, you're going to literally be like a monkey just reacting to whatever little trigger they throw at you. Right. And, and everything will be black and white. Everything becomes simple. So so when I when I when I when I hear somebody say like, so, for example, uh, you know, when I talk, it sounds very contradictory. Right. People will say, well, no, yesterday you was dissing Kwame. And I'm like, I wasn't dissing Kwame. I, I said eight good things. And then I said one thing that concerned me. That's not a diss. But if you see it as a diss, that means you see things in black and white. That if I see a critique in you, if I see a problem with what you did, that somehow I can't see anything good, right? I'm either a hundred percent friend or a hundred percent enemy. And I personally think that those who are smart, and again, this is probably more for people that are a little more intelligent, a little more thoughtful. Uh, that's who I represent. Uh, you know, I don't represent dumbass people. I just can't do it. I'm not able to make myself that stupid. But for those who are critical thinkers you will understand that there's nuance in everything. And one of the things I learned, I remember the, one of the best conversations I ever had, um, I got a chance to sit with Louis Farrakhan, just me and him. It was just me and him and my ex-manager. She was in the room, but it was me and him talking for two hours, just, just me and him. It was the best conversation I ever had. And one of the things I asked him was I said, how do you deal with critics? How do you deal with people that say things about you that are not true? that say things that are just mean, um, you know, and I was asking for myself. I wasn't even asking him about it, you know, I, but I've watched him, how he's, he, he gets criticized more than anybody. And one of the things that the minister said, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, and I'm going to share it with those of you that want to be smarter, is that he actually said you can learn something from your critics. He said your critics can actually help you see your blind spots. <clears throat> Sometimes your critics have good ideas. And, and they may just be different from your own point of view, but it's worth considering so you can understand the issue from all perspectives. And in America right now, the problem with your country is that everybody fucking thinks that they're right. Everybody thinks and all the Democrats swear up and down that every Republican is dumb as fuck and that they don't have a single good idea in their head. And if an idea comes out and it's a good idea. They will dismiss it because it was a Republican. And that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, because that makes you stupid, because you're going to ignore a lot of good ideas because you're looking at the source more than you're looking at the substance of what the person just said. And so and, and same thing. I know a lot of Republicans who are the same way, who can't see their own blind spots. You know, and so what I really want to get you to kind of look at it is that when you talk about, you know, strategy and, 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 the, and the world, according to Boyce, I mean, this is my view of these things. Um, and I, and I think about it more so from a masculine perspective, but I, I see, but I see a lot of women who are also very good critical thinkers. Um, 
you know, in order for you to be successful in this world, in order for you to defeat white supremacy and to accomplish your goals and to build your community, you're going to have to calm down a little bit and really look at what's in front of you and work with that. You know, um, I got a message the other day from a guy who was talking about uh, Black Wall Street, something with Black Wall Street. He said, yeah, we we built oh, it was Black Hollywood. He said, yeah, we built a Black Hollywood, but they but they undermined it. But white people tore it down. And I just responded. I said, yeah, that's why we need to build it again. You know, well, like what? Why is it that your 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 stop, your excuse, your hard period at the end of that sentence is but white people tore it down the end. So really, so that is that how weak you are? That if somebody tries to stop you, you're going to be so caught up in your feelings that you don't get up and start over again and rebuild. Well, then that right there means that you're not built for freedom. You're not able to understand what it takes to truly be free, to truly fight for what you believe in, to truly conquer anything. You'll never you'll never win a battle because uh, people that fight in battles know that you're going to take some you're going to get some bullet holes in your body. You're going to take some shots. You know, you can't run up the, the up the hill with your gun and not expect them to shoot back. And, and, and people who get so emotional or get emotionally devastated because they have a setback are people who never become successful. The people that become successful are the ones who say, man, that really sucked. That was that really that they, we built it up. They burned it all down. Damn, we were devastated that day. But then guess what? We gave ourselves a couple of days to be sad, and then we started building again. And if you keep on building every time, then eventually you're going to win. You know, it's just like, you know, like a lot of life is like a sport. You know, no person plays football or plays basketball thinking that the other team ain't going to play defense. Like, imagine if you had a basketball team where every time they tried to score, they got beat by 100 points. Every game they lost by 100 points. And you say, well, why do you keep losing the game by 100 points? They say, well, every time we try to shoot, they block our shot. That ain't right. And every time we dribble the ball down the court, they steal it before we get to half court. That ain't right. And every time we pass the ball, they steal it and they put it in their basket more than they put it in our basket. That ain't right. That's not equality. They keep giving themselves more points than they're giving us. Right. How stupid would that person sound? That's that's ridiculous. So the thing is that sometimes white, you know, powerful white folks, you know, I don't know how they all operate. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they can't be evil. I know some evil black people, too. I just know evil people. I don't like evil people, period. Um, But one thing that I believe is that they don't just disrespect you because you're black. They disrespect you because you're a punk, because you're fucking weak. Like if you're weak, if you if you give up at every turn, if you're a man and you show up every day with a tampon up your ass and crying and whining because of what somebody else did to you. I can't imagine anybody ever respecting you as a true warrior for your community. And and then, and then you turn around and you talk about your women like they're garbage. You don't want to commit to women. You don't want any accountability. You don't want any responsibility. You don't want to ex- exert any of the discipline necessary for a man to truly build and become an empire builder. Tell me, give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Can you, have you ever seen any man who's accomplished things at a high level, any accomplished man, I'm talking about wealthy, uh, physically fit, whatever, who was able to pull these things off without tremendous amounts of discipline. Discipline is necessary for you to be successful. Accountability is critical for you to be the bucket with no holes. A lot of our people are raised to become holy buckets. And what do I mean by holy buckets? I'm talking about a bucket where, I'm talking about a person that, uh, says the right things, but never actually accomplishes anything because they've always got an excuse. 
for why they couldn't do it. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I made the baby, but I couldn't take care of my kids because I couldn't get a job. Yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have came and uh, and uh, and got, and, and uh, help you start the business, but I, I I was tired and I overslept that day. You know, oh yeah, I I uh, I'll be there, mom. I'll be there on Tuesday, and then don't show up. You know, and the thing is that, you know, if you, you, you can't build anything if you don't have sturdy men. And I think that in general, what I really see, and I really encourage the sturdy men and the sturdy women to hear me when I say this, because I want you to separate yourselves from the pack. I want you to be part of the talented 10th. To me, the talented 10th is not defined by your education level. I know a lot of people with PhDs and MDs and JDs who are stupid. Uh, they're just they're just really highly trained white supremacists. They, some of them are dumber than they would have been without education. Um, uh, the, the talented 10th has nothing to do with wealth or income level. I know a lot of wealthy people who are who are economically retarded, you know, who literally do dumb things with their money, who don't invest, don't build, whatever, right? Um, the talented 10th to me, are the people that are, are committed to being better. You know, the talented tenth to me are people that put the community first, starting with your own family. Uh, the talented tenth are people who will fight and die for the black community. Uh, the talented tenth to me are the people who engage the idea of becoming critical and strategic, forward-thinking individuals who will make sure that they break cycles and break generational curses and will help their families succeed by any means necessary. These are the people that will build wealth for the next generation. These are the black men who, uh, whether you get married or not, are, are devoted to defending and supporting and protecting black women and black children. Uh, these are the black women who will love black men, even, even when some of us are flawed, right? These are people that want to change cycles in terms of how we eat. You know, we, we eat a lot of garbage, we eat a lot of poison, right? That That's something we have to address. So ultimately, the talented tenth are just people that want to be different and the ones who kind of see the chaos around them. I'm really looking for those black people who feel like they were born on the wrong planet. Like I literally wake up sometimes and I say, my God, what the fuck am I looking at? What is this shit? God, no wonder you ain't getting shit done. And, and, can't, and can't build nothing, can't get nothing. Because all that energy you, that we have, so much of it, ends up being poured into stupid stuff. Like, why is this rapper with 18 babies mamas uh, and 47 tattoos with, with, with zero dollars in the bank, but a 50-pound gold chain he bought from a Jewish man getting 10,000 people on his Instagram Live because all these people somehow think that this man is somebody that they should follow and pay attention to when everything about this man's behavior says he's going to die by the time he's 40. He will be dead by the time he's 40 and you are following people who are leading you to an early grave. Who else is noticing this? Am I the only one who sees this? Am I the only one who sees that these buffoons are being promoted to you by white owned media because they like the idea of you sitting back, being stupid and being behind and paying attention to all the wrong things, reacting to all the wrong stuff. Right. So, 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 so I would just say overall, again, I know we started talking about Kwame Brown and mama's cooking. I honestly, that kind of was only interesting to me for about 20, 15, about 10, 15 minutes. You know, I, I don't have no issue with Kwame. It's entertaining. You know, I can't watch the whole video cause I got shit to do, but I do think that those who are, uh, you know, whether you're following him or anybody, if you're honoring that, right. The question you have to ask yourself is like, okay, so what, what's coming out of this? Like what's being built out of this? You know, like I like I would like to see something constructive. Like okay, like maybe maybe there's a way to use this um 
this massive following and these massive platforms to come together and create things that are going to help the community get better, to build something that's going to help black women get the love and support they deserve, help black men get the respect and honor that we deserve, help black children get the defense and support that, that they need, help black people build wealth, help us get reparations. Like maybe that could be part of the conversation too. Like white people, y'all owe us $15 trillion, pay us or else, right? I, I really think, you know, I really think that one of the things that that uh, that separates you know those who are productive and those who are not is that there are some people who follow the smoke because they like all the drama. They just it's just they're just there for the entertainment for the same reason that you know uh, uh, that that most of the comedians pay attention now. Does anybody else notice how the best way for a black comedian to get two million followers is for him to dress like a woman? Like people think it's the funniest thing in the world to see a black man dressed up like a woman. Has anybody else noticed that? How often you see viral videos, like these videos will go more viral than anything that's intellectual, anything involving black history. It'll go more viral than anything involving like reparations. And there's no reparations conversation I've ever seen to go that went as viral as like a video of a black comedian with a wig and a dress twerking. And the interesting thing about it, the thing that makes it so crazy and ignorant is like, he'll do the same video over and over and over again one day he's twerking in the park. The next day he's doing the splits with a wig on. Next day he's wearing a, a bathrobe and talking to the kids. And and for some reason people think that's the funniest thing in the world. And uh, and one of the things that tells me that we have a long way to go as a people is that people don't understand how connected that is to menstrual shows. Like that's a menstrual show, right? So 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 one of the things that keeps you from being healthy is that you're really addicted to toxicity. You're addicted to drama. Uh, you're addicted to violence to some extent. You're addicted to uh, self-degrade, like just degrading behavior amongst black people. Uh, you're addicted to uh, people that uh, engage self-destructive lifestyles. Like you love to sit here and watch a, maybe watch a podcast of some guy sitting, smoking and drinking while he's, you know, cussing out other black people or whatever the case may be. Right. And I really kind of think you want to think about that and be conscious of that, because the question I ask you is, is that is that going to benefit how much what, where does that benefit black people or maybe i'm being too serious maybe that's maybe you know i mean again i'm not a kid right i'm 49 uh which is yet another reason why i'm not i'm only going to address stuff so far like i just can't like i you know if someone does a video with me and they just know i never watch videos with my name in it i just i assume they're going to get a lot of views because people you know that's going to help your channel and i'm happy for you but um it's it's really like at the end of the day you're like okay what am I going to do? Do I want to sit on the internet and get pissed off over what somebody said about me? Or do I want to get on the phone with grown men and grown women and build something and do something pr productive and constructive? Or do I want to go spend time with my children and make sure that they have a happy, healthy life? Or do I want to spend time with my woman so I can have a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship so that we can build the empire that we're building? Right. So, so for those of you that get it, um, I encourage you to continue to get it, continue to be you continue to separate. Um, those who are in the pack who don't get it, um, you know, just feel free, make, make a lot of comments, say terrible things. I mean, but just know that you're kind of being ignored. And I hope that one day you'll realize that all the time you spend, uh, you know, trolling and saying whatever silly stuff you say, that time could be spent, you know, with you learning a new skills, becoming a better black man, preparing yourself for, for the war. Cause the war has been going on. People always talk about the race war, the race war. When's the race war going to start? Well, the race war started a long time ago, motherfucker. Like the race war has been going on since before you were born. 
they declare war on you before you were born. You know, and you're losing the war. You're losing so bad that you don't even know that there is a war. Like the way that they, the way that they can defeat you in a war is to convince you that you're not even in the war. So, and that that that's and that's where our people are. You know, we're looking for the race war, and you don't understand. You're right in the middle of it. The only thing is, you're just losing so bad that you don't even know the war has begun. So, anyway, those of you who know that there's a war, I encourage you keep on fighting. Keep fighting for your family. Keep breaking cycles. Keep being intelligent. Read a book every day. Be smarter. Be pro-black. And uh, and keep it moving. Keep being strong. And God bless you. And I hope that this conversation helps you a little bit. And just know, I just want you to know that the whole time I was talking, I was sitting there staring out the window. I did not read one single comment. I appreciate those of you who make good comments and those, you know, those who make negative comments. You know, you really don't have to be here. Like it's, I mean, maybe maybe you respect me enough that you want to take your time to put energy into making a negative comment on my page. But I'm not that important. You're more important than I am. So I encourage you go spend time with your damn kids, man. Like seriously, like this, you know, like sitting here on my channel. If if you're just pissed off by what I'm saying, that's not good. That's not good for you. I am nobody. I think I think Kwame. I think one of the reasons Kwame addressed me. Somebody said, "Yeah, he sees you as a big, powerful person who's trying to take him down." And I was like, "There's nothing big and powerful about me. I'm just a vessel. I'm a vessel to do God's will to help people. You know, and whatever who who want to be helped. And uh, I'm part of something bigger than myself. Uh, this is not." an ego thing you know i mean you know I, i'm not seven feet tall <laughs> who made 80 million dollars in the nba like i've never done those things i've never been on i haven't been on national tv white people hate me they've been hating me my whole life and half of all, half of all black people hate me so i'm I'm not that important you know what i what you know so i'm not i'm not an enemy to this guy but at the same time i do challenge to say okay at what point do we as men kind of say, okay, what can we do that's going to be constructive? And uh, and maybe other people have a better solution out there uh, than I do. I probably, I don't know all the answers. I, I'm sure I am as flawed as anybody else, but I encourage everybody who's listening to just ask yourself that question. At what point does all this energy get translated into some form of productive behavior that is going to make black men and women better? That's where the goal lies, and that's where I want you to focus your energy. Okay, so hit the thumbs up button, please. Take a moment, everybody. Please hit the thumbs up button because uh, last time I talked about Kwame, a lot of people said hit the thumbs down button. So I need all the people that agree hit the thumbs up button uh, so that maybe we can get some balance in the universe. And I uh, love you guys, and I hope you guys have a great day. And I'm out of here, so I'll talk to you soon. Take care. And by the way, the theallblackagenda.com is a bunch of free resources, free and low-cost resources we have. For those of you that want to implement the Black Agenda, you can get a free copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar. You can get a free copy of another book I wrote on the $5 a day investing plan, how you can build over a quarter million dollars in wealth for your family uh, in less than a generation by investing less money than it costs to buy a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, I talked about that on Scarface and Willie D's podcast, um, Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Scarface seemed to be wild by it, you know, almost floored by it. So I'm really happy that uh, that, he, that he heard what I was saying. Um, and uh, I'll let you guys know when, when that podcast will come out. And um, and so feel free to go to the theallblackagenda.com. I just want to see you do well. I want to see you win. So take care, everybody, and have a good day. I'm going to go take a nap. Talk to you later. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees. 
Triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.